Welcome to the Glojo Podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Kalal, and every week I'll be sharing thought-provoking, soul-soothing, and inspiring conversations from personal stories to insider tips and tricks. At the Glojo, you can always find what you need when you need it most. This is permission. Permission to be you, permission to be messy, permission to feel all the feels. So what do you say? Let's do this together. I'll see you in the Glojo. Hello and welcome to the Glojo podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Kalal, and it is wonderful to have you here. If you have not already done so, make sure you head on over to www.theglojo.com. That's the G-L-O-W-J-O.com and sign up for the newsletter. That's right. Every week I send an email where I share what's going on on the podcast, as well as other tips and tricks and highlights in business and life. And if you reply to the email that I send those emails from, I will reply. It is me and I love connecting with you. So don't be shy. All right. Now let's dive into our topic of the week. I'm excited for this one. I think that it is super relevant and I think it's something that is easy to overlook. And I'm hoping that it's something that's going to help you have an aha so that you can start to rewire and refocus some of your energy, especially that mental energy. And so here it is. We are focusing on the stories we tell ourselves. And specifically, we're going to focus on the negative stories that we tell ourselves and how we can start to rewire those. Here's the interesting thing about stories. Society and humanity has been built on stories and storytelling. In many ways, it is the power of storytelling that has kept us alive as a species. You know, think back, imagine life without the internet, without the Wi-Fi and smartphones, without books, without newspaper, without any written record. Wild to think, right? And so if we go way back when to the times of our great, 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 great ancestors, when there was no form of written communication, lessons and important information and also fun stuff too, was shared oftentimes via stories. Obviously, not everything was communicated and shared in a story, but stories are powerful because they have impact and because they help us remember certain things. It is a really, really powerful way to get people to remember things and take action. In many ways, they truly are a part of our being. They are woven into the fabric of our being. Broadly, there are two types of stories. There are external stories, and these are stories that we share with others or others share with us, and they're communicated in society. And then we have internal stories. We're going to be focusing on internal stories today. Now, the internal stories, this is our narrative. This is what goes on in our minds. And many of us in this day and age have monkey minds. Monkey minds that get out of control, they run all over, they jump on the bed like the monkeys do, and they kind of mess everything up. And they take over, actually. It's very, very easy for our minds 
to focus on these internal stories. And these internal stories are often narratives that we tell ourselves over and over and over again that are not helping us. In fact, this inner narrative can really harm us and it can distract us and it can take us off course quite easily. Now, here's the thing, and this is a pro and a con, I'd say. Our inner narrative helps us construct our reality. Now, we can construct a reality that serves us and encourages us and is kind to ourselves, or we can construct a reality where we're always wrong, we're beating ourselves up, and that's just not good. And the reality that we construct through this narrative actually alters the perception that we view the world through. That's right. It's like the whole rose-colored glasses concept or rose-colored lenses. What color are you seeing the world in? To you is the world an exciting place full of opportunities and abundance and incredible experiences and amazing people to meet? Or is it scary? Is it dangerous? Is it unsafe? Is it out to get you? Is it full of everything bad and things always go wrong? And here's the thing. How we view the world is often based off of our beliefs that have been instilled in us either through family, through society, through school, but they also come from experiences. What we've experienced in the past can really start to take shape and mold our reality of what we experience today. And what we experience today impacts what we experience in the future. And so we don't want our past selves to be constantly influencing our present and our future self. And so that's what we're going to talk about. We've already talked about how we have these internal stories and how these internal stories are these narratives and how these narratives are constructed of our experiences. And it's through these experiences that we have a perception and this lens that we see the world through. Now, Here's the interesting thing about perception. You and I could experience the exact same conversation. We could go to the exact same movie. We could go to the exact same concert, go out for the exact same dinner and have a completely different experience. Now, yes, while there are still some external factors that would be at play, in general, the one key indicator that is going to show up and impact how our how we both perceive our experiences is our perception the lens that we are seeing things through i think that this is so powerful to know that we are all different yes i know i think we sometimes forget this it's super basic but it's true and i think it's important to remember everybody experiences things through their own lens, through their own reality. And when we can remember that, I think life does get a little easier in certain ways. Now, we don't want to focus on everybody else's stories and all of their lenses. We want to focus on rewriting our stories so that they serve us in a really powerful way today and well into our future. And so how do we do that? While we cannot change the past, we can change now and the future. And we can do this by starting to apply a new lens, by changing our perception, by choosing to focus on the words that we think, say, write, and feel. And so here's an example of a story that you might tell yourself. I always mess up. I always get it wrong. I'm always behind. I'm not smart enough. This person thinks 
I'm klutzy or I'm disorganized. I'm not organized enough to be successful. I'm not whatever it is. Typically, our stories are focused on all of the things that we are not enough in. And that's a whole, I think maybe that's a whole episode on its own, but let's stop focusing on all of the things that we're not enough at. Let's start focusing on all of the incredible qualities and aspects of ourselves that we do have. And let's water and nourish those so that those qualities and traits can flourish because we're never going to be perfect. We are human. We can do as good as we can do with the skills and the knowledge that we have at any given time. And so I think one of the biggest things is when you catch yourself in that cycle of the negative self-talk, the negative stories, recognize that this is your inner critic. It's like this separate voice almost that goes on in your mind. Now, the inner critic can run wild. It can actually get out of control. This is going back to the monkeys on the bed, jumping all over the place, making a huge, huge mess. We don't want that. We can be so hard on ourselves. And now is the time to invite in more compassion, more self-love, because being hard on ourselves rarely gets us the results that we want. Maybe it changes behavior slightly in the short term, but it also makes you feel like crap. And in the long term, does it really, is it a sustainable way to approach things? I don't think so. Now, the interesting thing about the inner critic, though, I do want to say, so don't beat yourself up if you're like, oh, my inner critic is out of control. This is going back to survival days again. To survive as humans, especially back in the, you know, way, way back when, we'll say in the caveman days, we were trained to pay attention to danger you know, we have, and we still do, but we have really active vigilance centers. And these vigilance centers are truly trained to take in all of the information around us and decipher and sort through what's safe, what's good, what could be harmful, what could be a potential danger. And so this is wired into us. It is truly wired into us to look for the things that are not right, that are not working, that are not good, that could be harmful. And so knowing that we are wired this way, let's just like take a load off and not beat ourselves up. But here's the interesting thing. In recent years, the field of neuroscience has absolutely exploded as well as epigenetics. And basically what we've been learning is that the mind is malleable. That's right. We can change our mind. We can change what you know, when we think of the neurons, they say neurons that wire together, fire together. That's a Dr. Joe Dispenza thing. And we have these little grooves. And essentially, if you think about it, it's easier to walk down a path that's being cleared. And so if you're out for a hike, probably 90% of the time, unless you're a total adventurer, always wanting to go off and trays, blaze your own trails, you're going to go down the path that is groomed. That's how thoughts in our mind work as well. But what we've learned is that with consistency and with effort and with intention, we can really start to create new neural pathways in our mind and we can create these pathways in a way that are going to support us in a positive way. And so that our natural go-to is to look for the good, to look for what's working, to look for 
things to be grateful for, and all of the amazing positive things about life. And then we're going to feel better when we do this too. So going back to our inner critic really quick and some of the stories that we tell ourselves, I'm guessing you've heard of this thing that I'm going to share, self-fulfilling prophecies. That's right. If you haven't heard of it, a self-fulfilling prophecy is a psychological phenomena where what we think actually comes to reality and it happens. And so I know I'll use an example for me. I feel like when I was younger, I did lose a lot of things. And I remember my parents being like, oh, you're always losing your purse or your keys. And it was true. I was. And then as I've grown up and in my adult years, when I'm around them, I find myself going back to losing keys or forgetting things and just that's not how I operate anymore. And there's a part of me that I know I tell myself this story from way back when. And so that's a story that I am absolutely ready to rewire and let go of. That's not a story that I want to have anymore. But it's interesting because I'll tell myself this story when I'm around them. I don't tell myself this story all the time, but it comes up when I'm around them and then it happens. And so self-fulfilling prophecies are a thing. Our thoughts create reality. And so something we can control is our thoughts. And so let's use our thoughts. Let's use our words and our energy and our creativity and our mental capacity to rewrite stories that serve us, stories that create the reality that we want to experience today and in the future. And so going back to a couple of the examples I shared before is, you know, I always mess up. I never get it right. I'm really disorganized or I'm too disorganized to be successful. Maybe a new story that you tell yourself is I'm learning from my past mistakes, or I'm always learning and evolving. I'm becoming more and more organized all the time. So you can start to reframe it and add a positive spin. And so I created a super simple two-step process. I've already shared it, but I'm going to share it really, really simple to rewire your stories, which I'm hoping after everything I've shared, you're absolutely going to want to rewire the stories you tell yourself and that inner narrative and get rid of that inner critic because it really isn't doing you any good. Here's how you do it. Step number one, stop the madness. That's right. Stop the thoughts. As soon as you catch yourself starting to go into that story and saying those negative things to yourself and telling yourself that same narrative, stop and catch yourself. Now, again, going back to that coulda, woulda, shoulda episode, it is step number one is the same. It's about catching ourselves when we go into that mental loop that just does not serve us because our thoughts impact how we perceive things and our perception impacts our behaviors and our behaviors impact our actions. And before we know it, it's this whole negative cycle that's been triggered. And so stop the monkey mind, stop the madness, stop the crazy thoughts, just stop them right there in their track. And this does take some time. There's an element of becoming self-aware and of noticing and catching ourselves and our thoughts and what's going on because it's so easy to not be present and to let our thoughts and our minds slip off. So you're not alone. If this is a thing for you, welcome to the club. I think it's a thing for all humans, but 
let's make sure that the stories are positive going forward because we know we're going to tell ourselves stories and narratives. So let's make sure they're really good ones. Step number two, flip it. That's right. You want to flip the statement. And so in some cases, and depending on your state, whether you might be really down or you might be really angry, it could be difficult to go straight from negative to positive sunshine and lollipops. And to be honest, that's probably not realistic. And so be creative, get curious. How can the story you're telling yourself be just a little more supportive? How can it be a bit more positive? How can it focus on the progress that you're making or the progress that you want to make? Remember, our thoughts create our reality. Our minds actually don't know the difference between what's real and what's not. It goes off of what we tell ourselves and then our body follows suit. It's this whole system that's working together. And so even if you feel like you are not in the flipped reality of that negative story yet, start to get creative. Focus on how do you want to feel? How could it be different? How could you show up differently? What progress can you be making? And write that down. I'm a huge fan of using the notes on my iPhone. Write this statement down and use it as a tool. Use it as a place to come back and review and reground and redirect and keep moving forward when times get tough. All right. Thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate you taking the time to be here today and to join me. Make sure you are following the Glojo podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you haven't already done so, I would be so grateful if you downloaded the episode. That really, really helps. Downloading the episodes really help. And also rate it and leave a review. I would love to hear from you. All right. I will see you next week. Bye for now.